0: Welcome to the show. My name is Al Gordon, and as always, I'm
1: working on your financial freedom. And I gotta tell you that over the weekend, I was helping one of my buddies, who's a Lifestyles Unlimited member, work on his financial freedom. Let me me just paint the picture for you. So my buddy, Joey, who's the son of my buddy, Bruce. OK, uh, so Bruce is, I think, 60. Joey's about 24. I got them both involved in Lifestyles Unlimited. Uh, Bruce has just been on a, on a tear. He's buying all kinds of stuff. He is repurposing all of his investment money. He's taking money from certain places where he's not getting great returns. And he's putting it into real estate where he's getting much better returns. So part, part of Bruce's strategy is he wants to build a legacy. He wants to bring his family members into the Lifestyles Unlimited home office, so to speak. So what what Bruce is creating is something called a home office. When you become a member of Lifestyles Unlimited, we'll get deep into the weeds about what that is, but I'm not going to do that on the radio because it's just can be a little bit complex. And that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm really talking about is his son, Joey. Now, Bruce has three children. Joey's the youngest of the three. All of them are interested in real estate, but the other two are are deeply involved in careers. Joey is is kind of in an interesting place. Let me just explain it to you. Joey had gone to college. He was pursuing an ROTC scholarship. He had dreams of becoming a military officer in the Air Force. Uh, COVID hit. You remember COVID? And it, it just kind of inviscerated all of these educational programs, all these ROTC programs. And the next thing, Joey finds out is that the scholarship that he was promised has been taken away from him and now he doesn't have any way to pay for school so now he's in kind of a he's in a limbo. Should I, should I go to school or should I pursue other dreams? Well, Joey decided, Hey, you know what? I'm young. I have a passion for the water. He, this guy, let me tell you, if you ever want to go fishing with somebody that knows how to go fishing, you go fishing with Joey because Joey knows how to read the water. I guarantee it. He, he can look at water and he can tell you that there are fish. Un- he do not need a fish finder. He knows where the dang fish are. It's, it's amazing what this, this young man can do, but he decided that instead of continuing continuing with his college education, that he would pursue his dreams of being a professional fisherman. So he wound up going to Florida and he wound up working on some boats for for some. You now, get this. some people that made a lot of money in real estate. Yeah, a lot of people, they made a lot of money in real estate. They owned their own boats. And Joey was hired on as a crewman to to essentially show up. And when these guys wanted to go fishing, he he would basically help them get fish. Yeah, that's, that's really what it boiled down to. But what Joey found out was that job, that job requires you to be on call a lot, and it doesn't pay a lot of money. And then when the owner of the boat decides that maybe he wants to reposition the boat from, say, Florida up to, I don't know, somewhere along the East Coast, um, and you're going to still work on that boat. You got to get yourself up there. And by the way, they don't pay your relocation costs. They don't pay for your housing while you're up there or anything like that. You're on your own. Joey found that lifestyle to be very, very difficult at times. And eventually... Joey decided that he would listen to his father when his father would talk to him about real estate. As a matter of fact, Joey and Bruce went to Hawaii, to Honolulu, Hawaii. That's where they're from originally, by the way. They're, they're Hawaiians. They they went back to Hawaii in the summer of last year because Lifestyles Unlimited was providing our two-day financial freedom course in Hawaii, and they wanted to go there and take the course. So Joey goes back there, and he attends the course, and he gets hooked on real estate. He is starting to see the possibilities. He's he's rubbing shoulders with people that have been there, done that, got the T-shirt. These are Lifestyles Unlimited members that have retired themselves. And he's rubbing shoulders with people that are trying to get themselves retired. So people in the process. And Joey starts to believe what we believe. He believes that real estate is the catalyst for getting yourself not only retired, but creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. So Joey... Has a, a change of heart, and he goes back to Florida. Um, and now I may I may get the the story wrong, Joey. So don't don't feel like you got to correct me. But I know you went back to Florida. I think it was to eventually come to grips with the fact that maybe being a a. Crew fisherman guy was not the lifestyle that you wanted. And, you know, investing in real estate was was a better viable option. So he went back to Florida. He basically put that that career to rest. And he came back home to San Antonio, Texas, where where Bruce and his beautiful wife, Leanne, now reside. So Joey was struggling with something he was struggling with. Should I go back to college? and and get my degree because he still had a desire to become an officer he still has a desire to serve this nation he has a lot of respect for the military has a lot of respect for this country his father is is an air force veteran so you you kind of get you know he's he's got he's got the buzz if you will he's got the blood if you will okay does that make sense but he's struggling with going back to college or doing this real estate investing thing. And, and I watched Joey go through the, the struggles of trying to figure this out. And one day, Joey and I, we had a conversation. And I just said, hey, Joey, put it, put it in your mind this way. If you go back to college, how are you going to pay for college? So Joey's wrestling with this, this concept. And he eventually decides He's going to hold off on college. He's going to give the real estate investing journey an opportunity. Now, I didn't ask him how much time he was going to devote to that. I didn't know if that was going to be six months. I didn't know if that was going to be a year. I didn't know if that was going to be a full five-year program. But he made the leap. He made the leap, and he went out and found himself a really good W-2 job. He actually designs parts for classified programs for the government yeah that's that's all I can tell you about what he does and he's making a difference where he's at where he's working he has really interesting hours I think he said he works from like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. which is perfect for him because when he gets off work he still has several hours in the day that he can devote to real estate investing so if that means he needs to go look at a house he has time to do that if that means he has to spend a little time on the phone finding a contractor he has time to do that so it's it's a beautiful thing over the weekend joey found a property that he was interested in buying now one of the things i'm going to share with you about joey and don't get upset with me joey when you hear this this show and i and i i dime out all your personal information um i'm sorry i just tell you i'm sorry joey was looking for a property that he could get into not with no money down but with as little money down as possible because now keep in mind He's a young guy. He has not saved a lot of money. He does have some money saved up, but he doesn't have, you know, he doesn't have like a hundred or $200,000 laying around that he can work with. Okay. So I want you to understand that he's working with less than $10,000. Not a problem, though, because he found a property that he could acquire for $7,500 cash out of pocket. You heard me correctly. $7,500 cash out of pocket. And when he talked to his lender about the the property, the lender said, yeah, go inspect it. And if it makes sense, yeah, we, we can make all this work for you. So Joey was super excited about this thing. As a matter of fact, he had made arrangements with his dad, Bruce, to go look at the property over the weekend. And they were talking to me about it on Friday night because they, they all come over to my house on Friday night because we, we do a Bible study thing at my house. But when he was talking about looking at the property, I said, hey, you want an extra set of eyes? I'd I'd be happy to go with you. So Joey was like, really? You'd come take a look at the property? And I'm like, heck yeah, bro. I'd take a look at the property, especially this is your first property. This is super exciting to me. So over the weekend, we went to the property and we looked at it and we pulled up into the neighborhood and the neighborhood, it didn't look too bad. It didn't look bad at all. As a matter of fact, there were properties in the neighborhood that have already been fixed up. So that told me that this particular location is an area that is going through something called gentrification. In other words, it's being updated. Now, whether you agree with gentrification or you don't agree with it, or maybe you don't even know what it is at all, doesn't matter. Gentrification is something that occurs in real estate markets. And if you don't like it and you hate it, you can't prevent it. It does occur, even though municipalities try and stop it. What gentrification does is it it breathes new life into a community, and it does it one property at a time. Yeah, it's it's investors coming in, buying distressed properties, fixing them up. Exactly what what Joey was looking to do. So we're we're checking out the neighborhood. Neighborhood looks great. I like the location personally. I I I think the location is excellent. And we pull up in front of the house, and I'm looking at this house, and I'm going, this thing doesn't look that bad at all. As a matter of fact, it. Okay, outside of the roof, it looks like it's got pretty clean lines. It looks like it's it's nice and straight. And then I notice something on the side of the house, and I bite my tongue. And you know what I saw? I saw something called asbestos tile shingles. Yeah, this entire house, at least on three sides, was covered in asbestos tiles now this is something that builders used to do back in the 40s 50s and 60s because it's a fireproof material back in those days they didn't have fire suppression systems in homes um, if a property caught on fire and there was a little bit of wind chances are an entire neighborhood would burn down because they were building properties with materials that were very flammable so This particular property was built in 1928. So it's almost a 100-year-old property, which tells me that the asbestos tiles probably went on maybe in the 40s, 50s, or 60s, but they were there. But I bit my tongue, and here's why I bit my tongue. This is not my property. This is not my property for me to analyze. I am there specifically to render aid and, and assist where necessary, but I am not taking the lead on analyzing this property because i'm not buying this property i'm there mainly for moral support so i see the asbestos tiles and i go oh that's a bad thing that that could be a very bad thing but i keep my mouth shut so we go into the house and let me just tell you a couple things about that i saw in this house that, that just really made me go wow this could be a great house if we can make it work the front door it's the original front door from the 1920s. You know why I know? Because it had leaded glass embedded in the door. It was it was beautiful. And and if you've ever seen leaded glass, you know it looks a little bit different than other glass, right? So it it was just this gorgeous door that was just waiting to be refurbished, and it would really make this property pop. And then as we walked into the property, you know what caught my attention? The gorgeous hardwood. Floors. These floors were in almost outstanding condition. Okay, they had some scratches in them. It was a little worn in spots, but these four floors could really be brought back and, man, it could make this property pop. Now, the layout the layout was okay. It was basically a two-bedroom, one-bath property, and we could make that work in, in the kitchen. Uh, kitchen was dated it Looked like somebody in the 1970s had done something to it, and it still looked like a Brady Bunch kind of kitchen. Yeah, it was kind of ugly. That needed to go, and then when we looked in the bathroom, the bathroom was like, oh, that's Too the the bathroom is going to need to be updated. But so far, so far everything's looking okay on the interior. And then we walk into the back portion of the house where somebody had created a quote unquote unpermitted extra room and you could tell it was unpermitted because when you looked at the seam line between where the room was connecting to the back of the house yeah you could see daylight through there so that wasn't a a correctly uh, constructed room but somebody had done it i guess to provide storage and to put a washer and dryer unit out there on on what was a back patio but that was a problem too when we come back from the break i'm going to explain to you how asbestos potentially killed this deal
0: stick around Got questions? Call Lifestyles Unlimited at 855 497 4335. The Real Estate Investor Radio Show continues next. Everyone is asking is it still a good time to invest in real estate?
1: We see no indication that for the foreseeable future and even the unforeseeable future, no indication whatsoever that real estate is suddenly not going to be the best vehicle for creating wealth and passive income for your family. And so that would say that now is the time to get in. And we very rarely talk about this because we talk about cash flow. But now we're talking a little bit about capital gains and what the future brings in that property. Because it's real, at the end of the day, you have all your cash flow, but you've got this nice capital gain when you sell. And the inflation that we see and the reasons for it are going to continue and we're going to see great capital gains at the end of the line when we sell these properties.
0: Get in on the next free workshop. Register at lifestylesunlimitedworkshop.com. Creating the lifestyle you've always wanted. You're hearing Lifestyles Unlimited's Real Estate Investor Radio Show. Welcome back to the second half of the Lifestyles
1: Unlimited Real Estate Investor Radio Show. My name is Al Gordon. And over the weekend, I was helping Joey work on his financial freedom. Well, Joey is the youngest of three children, and Joey has a keen interest in real estate. So Joey is all like dialed in. And what we've been helping Joey with is, is just working through some of the fundamental things that you have to work through as a brand new member, because everything seems like it's new. seems feels like you're being hit with a fire hose but then when you have guys like Bruce and I standing around you we we can we can mitigate whatever is causing you distress so we went to go look at a house for Joey uh and this is Joey's house so I was there strictly as support strictly in reserve strictly keeping my mouth shut if he needed me to go look at something I would go look at it if he asked me something about it, I would give him my opinion but I I was not in control of this Analysis. Nor is I in control of this walkthrough process. So as we're going through the property, um, we're, we're doing what we normally do. We're, we're coming up with numbers for repair costs. So we we know it's going to take a certain amount of money to replace the HVAC system because there was no air conditioning system in the house, uh, and there was an old wall heater uh, in the living room. There was no heaters in the bedrooms terrible so we need we would need to put an hva system in there fortunately we've got a great vendor uh, through lifestyles unlimited that can do that for for a fraction of the cost of what you would do it if you weren't using a lifestyles unlimited vendor i'm just just telling you that uh so we were, we were looking at those costs we were looking at the cost to upgrade the kitchen we were looking at the cost to upgrade the bathroom we were looking at the cost to do the interior improvements that were necessary and then we got to that little what i'll call a bandit room uh, on the back of the house and we realized that the city of san antonio where this property is located um, probably would have a problem with that structure and it would need to come down and that's when Joey noticed that the very back of the house the, the the entire back wall of the house was a different siding material than the front and the two sides so he was looking at it and he was he was trying to figure out why why would somebody do that why would they put a different, Material on the back side of the house, and then build this little bandit room off of it. And here's the reason why you can't hammer into asbestos tiles. So, what somebody had done, and they probably did it incorrectly, they had taken all of the asbestos tiles off of the back of the house. Now, that's a problem because if you know anything about asbestos, you know that it is a a hazardous material. And there's a lot of regulations out there covering asbestos and what you can and cannot do with asbestos. Now, the first thing that came to my mind when when I pulled up on the house is, all right, that's asbestos tile. If he's going to buy it, what he's going to have to do, he's going to have to come up with a price for what it's going to take to wrap that house. What am I talking about? Okay, one of the ways to remediate asbestos is to not touch it. You just you don't touch it. You leave it in place and then you put vinyl siding all the way around it and you encapsulate it in the property. Once you encapsulate it, the environmental hazards are mitigated. They're mitigated enough that the federal government and the state governments are, are all cool with it, but there's a cost associated with doing that. So here's the thing. Joey didn't know. He had never run into a property that had asbestos on it. And more importantly, he had never run into a property where somebody had removed asbestos from the property. And in doing so left two edges of the property. So, so, Imagine this, the corners of the house where where it comes down the side and then it turns into the very back of the house because the people had taken the asbestos off the back of the house, they had exposed the the asbestos along those those linear lines. So now we have an environmental hazard. This house is technically an environmental hazard, and it. Once Joey realized that there was a difference between the materials and he asked me, okay, what's, what's the siding? I said, well, the siding on the back, that's like, that's like Hardy board. That's, that's, that's okay stuff. He says, what's the material on the side? I said, well, that's asbestos siding. And he goes, oh, that can't be good. And I go, no, it's not good. And then we walked over to the corner of the house and I kind of pulled back the little piece of material that was just kind of hanging there and I said do you see right along the line here you have exposed asbestos now on this property so the problem is what is it going to cost to mitigate this and Joey do you understand the laws and regulations concerning asbestos and he said I don't I don't and I said okay here's what you need to do Joey You need to contact your mentor. You need to have a conversation with your mentor. Now, I'm not his mentor. You need to have a conversation with your... Now, get this. His mentor's name is... Joey also. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I love it. So Joey's calling Joey to find out about asbestos. And and the reason I had him do that is is Joey has more experience with a lot more properties than I do because he's a mentor and he's run into these situations before. I know he's had to to work with other members that have had asbestos issues on their properties and he's had to advise them on on whether to go ahead and buy the property and mitigate the asbestos risk or to pass on the property. Now, this particular property, based on whatever feedback Joey gets from Joey, could still be viable. However, here's what I know already. Going into the property, the the agent estimated there would be about maybe $35,000, $40,000 worth of repair costs. Bruce and I came up with about $50,000 worth of repair costs right off the bat without even dealing with asbestos. Okay, now to to wrap that house, I don't know what it's going to cost to wrap that house because I have never done it. I would have to call my mentor and ask ask my mentor that question, or I'd have to ask a fellow Lifestyles Unlimited member that's actually wrapped a house. But I I can only imagine that it's not like a couple hundred dollar bill. Does that make sense? I'm thinking it's it's probably a cost in the thousands of dollars. Federal government, the EPA is responsible for asbestos mitigation, and then states have their own spin on asbestos and and basically what they do is they look at the epa law and then they address it based on the needs of the states because we do renovation of properties that's exactly what we do we rehab properties The rehab of properties is covered under federal law and is monitored by the EPA. The National Emission Standards for Hazardous Air Pollutants, the N-E-S-H-A-P, is something that the EPA mandates. And it's a regulation that was created under the Clean Air Act specifically for work practices for asbestos that have to be followed during, now get this, demolitions and renovations of all structures it says all structures installations and buildings excluding residential buildings that have four or fewer dwelling units okay so let's stop right there the epa regulations that would cover this particular property for joey don't necessarily apply because we're talking about a single family asset strictly a single family asset So what do we have to do? All right. Next thing we have to do is we have to go to the state of Texas and we have to find out what the state of Texas is, is wanting us to do for asbestos remediation. And then once we find that out, we have to go to the city of San Antonio, which is where this property is located. It's the municipality that has oversight for this particular location. We have to find out what the city of San Antonio will require as far as, asbestos remediation okay so what does all this mean it means that there's an additional cost that joey may or may not have to take into consideration regarding this asbestos now i I did a little more research and and here's what i found if he were just to to remove the asbestos the, now, as far as I could tell, I, I I did a pretty good look on this property, and I didn't see anything on this property other than the asbestos tiles uh, that indicated to me there was asbestos in this property. Now, again, I'm not a qualified professional. I've not gone to school to learn how to do this stuff. I'm just a layman who understands certain things. If Joey were to remove the asbestos, he would have to hire a firm that is specialized in asbestos remediation, and it could cost him. Now, get this: it could cost him potentially fifteen to thirty thousand dollars in order to do a proper and correct house asbestos remediation. Now, that's that's assuming there's asbestos within the interior of the property. If you were just dealing with the exterior of the property, it may cost him. I don't know, maybe. Three, four, possibly a couple thousand dollars. I don't know. I don't know the number because I've I've not personally done it. But there's a cost associated with taking those tiles off. Oh, by the way, again, he has to hire a professional to do that. And then once he takes those tiles off, you know what's exposed? Everything that those tiles were covering. So he's going to have to put some kind of siding back on. Now, there are provisions in the law that says if you encapsulate the asbestos, That's a remediation process. So what Joey could do, if he's required to do so by the city of San Antonio, is he could hire a company that would put vinyl siding all the way around this particular property, and that would solve his problem. But again, there's a cost associated with doing this. And keep in mind, as the costs go up for Joey... The only thing that he can do in order to keep his cash-out-of-pocket number at that $7,500 number that he's trying to keep it at, he's going to have to offer the owner less money. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing about that property. It had only been on the market for one day. When we arrived at the property, there was another realtor there that was doing a video uh, tour for one of, one of her clients, I'm assuming. And as we were leaving the property, somebody else came over and took a look at it. Okay, so the property's getting noticed. But here's what I know. That property in its current condition may have problems for whoever wants to buy it if they're going to put a FHA loan on it, because the FHA loan may require them to survey the property because there's asbestos on the property, and it may require the owner to remediate the the asbestos problem before they sell it. So what, what Joey needs to do is he needs to have his agent convince the seller's agent that This is the best deal possible. Even if Joey has to come in. Let's say Joey can only afford to offer this guy $70,000. The guy wants $100,000 for the property. But based on Joey's analysis, $70,000 is all he can afford to pay. Should he make the offer? And I I would venture to say, yes, he should. And some of you are going, but he's going to insult the seller. And I'm kind of of the, the, the concept of, so what? So what? The seller needs to know what's wrong with that property. The seller may not be aware of what's wrong with the property. The seller may not be aware that if they're the ones that took the asbestos off the back of that house, that they created an environmental hazard on that property. They have to be educated on the fact that that property may not be worth $100,000 because of its current condition. And if Joey can convince the seller to sell it for, say, a price point of maybe around $70,000, all of his numbers are going to balance back out. And he would be able to buy that property. He would be able to remediate that property. He would be able to wrap that property, if you will. And I'll tell you what, he could turn that property into a really sweetheart house. A beautiful house that a young couple with a small family would would enjoy living in because this thing is almost a hundred years old, and the charm from almost a hundred years ago, it's it's still present in the house, even though the house needs paint and it needs to have the floor sanded and, and redone, and it needs to have the kitchen redone, and it needs to have the bathroom redone. And oh, by the way, they need closets for the two bedrooms. There's no closets, okay? That needs to be done too, but at the end of the day this property could become a beautiful home that a family can call home, that they're willing to pay one third of the money that they make in the form of rent in order to occupy that presence. Isn't that a cool thing? And here's the other thing. Joey right now is in the game. Joey is in the hunt. Joey is getting danger close to buying his very first property. If this particular property we looked at over the weekend doesn't pan out for him, not a problem. Walk away, Joey. Just walk away. Keep your head up high, knowing that you made a very, very good business decision. Because here's one thing I know about real estate investing. The deal of the century It comes around at least once a week. And I tell you, if you have not been listening to this radio show, then you've not been listening to the fact that I convey to you all kinds of great property opportunities on this show. We talk about them on this show that you could buy, that you could use to make your life completely different. See, Joey is on the path to getting himself retired in the next five years. And that doesn't mean Joey has to have a 40-year career in order to retire. He can retire himself before he hits the age of 30. And I'll tell you what, that's something to get excited for. If you want to do what Joey's doing, if you want to do what I'm doing, go to LifestylesUnlimited.com, sign up for one of our free workshops, and let's get you going.